apart from marrying my beautiful wife, one of the best moments of my life is when I told my boss where to go. The big question is this, how investors like us who weren't born the silver spoon successfully investing in property to create a passive income and still have a lifestyle now? That is the question this podcast will give you the answers. I'm George Markoski and welcome to the Positive Property Show. Our mission is to empower 10,000 people to create financial freedom through property using the Markoski method. Join us. Hey guys, welcome back to the Positive Property Show. Hey Freedom Fighters, how are you going? George Markoski and, and Christina. Christina Richardson here. Now guys, welcome, welcome, welcome. Today, as you see, note to boss, I quit. How to say goodbye to the haters for good. Now, um, you know, I want to talk a little bit about bullying. Bullying. You know, there's a lot of bullying. And look, what happened was I came, I I had a long surname. So, and I... Markowski. What do you mean, had a long surname? I still still do. do. (laughs) Yes. However, I've got a long surname. So when I was in primary school, because of my long surname at that time, back in the 70s, People found it quite weird and I got a bit bullied. And my real name is Gotse. Unusual ethnic sounding. And having a first name as Gotse was pretty difficult. So, um, you know, I've had my fair share of bullying. Um, hello, everyone. If you can hear us, see us, say hello. It'd be great. Don't be we're, shy. We're in the Positive Property Club. We're talking about bullying. Share your story. Let us know what's been happening with you. I'd love to hear from you, right? Absolutely. Because... Um, so I know, I know a little bit about bullying and also even in the workplace, you know, I remember, you know, there's a little bit of pecking order and when I was working in sales, there's always, hello, I was always um, basically having to fight backwards and forwards through this whole thing. And that's just human nature. The bullies are still alive and well pushing their weight around, right? They are. And, you know, one thing is, you know, apart from marrying my beautiful wife, one of the best moments of my life is when I told my boss where to go. Uh, and seriously, yes, that would I loved be it. Quite no, the memory. My, my, I had a boss that was such an a-hole, right? <laughs> and seriously, it, it was it was terrible. And I, I got you know bullied like that. And at the end of the day, I really think the biggest revenge is massive success. Mm. You know what I mean? Absolutely, yeah. It's a very satisfying feeling to know that, you know, you're succeeding in life and it really is the best way to get revenge. Yeah, so tonight I'm going to talk about bullying. I'm going to talk about naysayers. I'm going to talk about negative Nancys. I'm going to talk about um, the know-it-alls and I'm going to talk about one more category, the haters. The haters, just the general haters, haters in general. The thing is, one thing you've got to realise is, the more success you become, the more haters you get. Absolutely. And recently, That's um, life. I saw a post about, because I've got a photo of me in the Versace pool. Oh, so like, yeah. And someone wrote, drug dealer. <laughs> right. Yeah, so a lot of people commenting on our Facebook posts and things like that. Yeah, you got to love the haters. you got to love the haters. Absolutely, absolutely. Let us know your experience with some haters of your own and, uh, if you've used success as a way to sort of really fuel your fire and, you know, become successful because some people can use that energy in a negative way or a positive way. And I personally use it in a positive way. You know, it really fuels my fire and my ambition to succeed and to just do amazing and live an amazing life because the best success really, um, the best revenge is success. And It is, it is. And look, 
it's a little known secret that while there's a lot of people that create their wealth and retirement and passive income because they want to create a better life for themselves, for their family and everything else like that. It's one of the things. But, you know, many people are actually motivated by desire to get the heck out of their jobs. Yeah. So if it's you, shout out and let me know. Who wants to say, I quit to my boss? <laughs> Who wants to tell their boss where to go this Christmas? <laughs> the yes. best gift you can give yourself. Exactly. The and gift of financial freedom and being able to do what you want in your life and, you know, choose to work if you wish to. There's nothing greater than having that ability in your life. So Most bosses got there by default nowadays, not many actual leaders. Absolutely. And you know what? Like, and look, Christina, when you were on one of your jobs, yeah, the, the yeah. eye, the eye place, no, the ear place, you got bullied there. Didn't yeah. You? Oh, look, I've been bullied in a lot of um, jobs I've had. And funny enough, it's um, always been by women. Um, there's this certain attitude, I think, that um, not all women, obviously, that some women have um, when they're working for an organization. And whenever there's a new person, they um, are a little bit scared and insecure that they might lose their job or get replaced or whatever so they usually attack uh, the new the new girl I was like the new girl and got attacked <laughs> wasn't very much fun and that's when I decided I don't ever want to work for anyone else but myself uh, I want to be my own boss yeah and I pretty much you know said I quit to my corporate job um, because I just you know wasn't feeling the appreciation anymore. It wasn't um, feeling like, you know, any of my hard work was really being noticed. And what allowed me to essentially do that was having investment properties. You know, there's no way I would have been in the position to be able to quit my job or, or pursue my passion in life, which is actually educating others on how to become financially free if I didn't uh, get my own finances in order and actually invest in property to have those options. So it's been amazing. And yeah, I love obviously working for Positive Property now and running the company Australia wide. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> now, guys, I guess that's why we're freedom fighters because we're fighting for freedom. We're fighting for freedom from the tyranny of work, but also the tyranny of bullies, haters, and people like that. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight because I think it's important because what happens is. Whenever you go out of your comfort zone and try to get better, there's going to be people around you, whether for good or bad purposes, that are going to try to pull you back. Yeah, you know? yeah. And a lot of people are well-meaning, so I'm not having a go at these people per se, but seriously, you need to be yeah, careful. Sometimes they've just uh, stuck in their own programming and a lot of people just have so much fear holding them back and they're only used to their own comfort zone, so and they'll people, try and force you into that box people too. People project their fear onto you. Mm. Yeah. Like when I, when, I, when I wanted to start my own business, for example, my father was totally against it. And he said, look, if you don't go to uni, you're a loser. Wow. Right? And a bit you know, harsh. That's what he said. <laughs> From a Macedonian father here. <laughs> anyway, that's what he said. And, and what happened was um, uh, basically Robert Kiyosaki, who I'm a big fan of, yeah. he said, if you want to be rich, don't go to school. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a total different so mindset. Yeah. There's rich dad. And this is my poor dad, my yeah. little dad, right? And Who are you really, going to listen to? And look, yeah. I, um, I actually wanted to listen to my rich dad because I wanted to have faith and I didn't want to be stuck um, getting taught by people that don't know real life about yeah. real life. Like yeah. it's a bit, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's one of those things. Haha, I actually don't mind my current employer boss, but going at it alone is one of my final aims. Well done. Congratulations. Fantastic. And yeah. look, um, I, I personally 
you know, I was, I was unemployable because I hated being told what to do and I'd get a job usually in sales and then I'd do my job and then the boss would go, no, do it this way and do this. So then I'd go up yours, the next job. And I kept going until I started my own business. The funny thing is, is when I wanted to start my own business, everyone around me said, George, don't do it. It's too risky. Mm. Don't do it. Everyone's yeah. trying to hold me back, but I did it anyway. Right. Yeah. Then when I was trying to invest in property, the May sales were coming again. The same old thing. They were yeah. saying, oh, now's not the time. Now, this is 20 years ago, 30 years ago when I was investing, which was an amazing time. Now is an even, even better time. But a lot cheaper back then, mind you. You're going to look back in 10 years' time and say the same this, thing. This is the cheapest it's ever been, ever, right? Yeah. And look, the best revenge, you know, for bullies and the naysayers is massive success. You know what mm. I mean? Imagine how these bullies and smaller people behind their office politics would feel when you're earning a six-figure income passively. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, um, and they're stuck you know, in their nine to five. And maybe, they're stuck there grinding away. And maybe, you know, you rock up to lunch in your brand new BMW convertible Porsche. Mm. You know what I mean? Or maybe you go to your school reunion. I remember when I went to my school reunion with my convertible Porsche. That was yeah. fun. That was a lot of fun. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, or maybe you post about your awesome holidays, mm. you know, on Facebook or whatever. Right? So, you know, I think um, at the end of the day, you need to have a strong why. Now, whether it's to make your life better, whether it's to have a better family life, a better better holidays, better mm. quality of everything, or whether it's to just tell the bullies where to go, or a bit of both. You know what <laughs> if I mean? you want to tell someone to get stuffed, <laughs> there's no better way to do it than with success and you know financial freedom. Yeah, and look, when I quit work for good, the feeling was pretty awesome. I remember telling my boss where to go. And I walked out yeah. and suddenly I walked out in the street, right? This is in Melbourne. And I walked out and I was working in Canterbury. I walked out and this was the last time I'd ever worked for a boss. And I'm never going to work for a boss ever again. Mm. This is back in the back in the 90s, actually. So it was quite a while ago. And I'm fortunate that I did this early on. And it, I remember it was a sunny day and everything was different. Right. right. Did you just feel like a, a weight was lifted off your shoulders? Oh, look, yeah, um, that's the way I felt. Look, it felt it felt amazing yeah. because really what happened was everything was different. The world looked brighter. And look, was it easy? No, it wasn't easy. Mm. Did I have to work hard? I had to work damn hard. Yeah. But I was working hard for myself. I was working hard for my goals. Yeah, I was working it's hard a different to get what I story. To, you know? Yeah. And funny enough, you know, that went really well. And then suddenly I got caught up in business. Mm. And then there was another boss I had to work till where to go, which was myself, because <laughs> I got caught up in having three businesses mm. working 80 hours a week, working super hard, and I ended up working for everyone else. So even though I quit my job, then I, I got caught up doing it anyway. Yeah. And I think that leads me to um, letting people understand the difference between like not just being your own boss, but also having a passive income and not an active income that you have to work for to generate you that money, you know, putting your money and investing it into something passive, it's just a whole different level, you know. It's like night and day because passive income is just exactly where you want to be. And We know what I call passive income, FU money. <laughs> well, it's really, it's money you make while you sleep. Yeah, but it's FU yeah. money. It's yeah. money that you say, well, you don't want to do something. You say, F you. I don't want to do it. I got the money. Now, yeah. the thing is, though, see, what I did is I originally left work, started my business and did something I loved. Okay. But then I got caught up in working harder, starting more businesses for the sake of money. And mm -hmm. I lost, I lost um, 
I lost my purpose. Yeah, yeah. You were just like chasing your tail, making right. money for the sake see, of money. Making money for the sake of money is not what it's about. No. Right? What it's about is finding your purpose and creating change or doing what you want to do in your life. Absolutely. And what allowed me to get off that treadmill, because I got off the work treadmill, which was awesome. And I was mm -hmm. loving it and I was making good money. And then I got caught up in the business treadmill, which is just as bad. Yeah. However, instead of having one boss, I had 30 bosses God. because I had 30 people working that I had to work to make sure they got paid. <laughs> you, yeah, Because yeah. the only person that really had to make sure everyone got paid was the boss, which was me. Absolutely. So sometimes being a boss, you're the hardest worker. And I'm glad now it's changed. And I see so many business owners that are so stressed out and they're like, you know, pulling their hair out, almost having heart attacks because most people are not cut out for business, believe it or not. <laughs> and the, the thing is, the thing is, I really um, felt the stress of business. And, yeah. you know, I looked older then than what I look now. Yeah, you, know, you did. Yeah. I if look you look back now at photos because... of you like 20 years ago, yeah, you and you could old. tell I was stressed. It's like it ages you ages physically you. And, when you're stressed. And living, having passive income de-ages you. It does, it absolutely. Does. Seriously, I know, people even say to me, God, Christina, you look younger every time I see you. And I'm like, yeah, I've got that Benjamin Button disease. But it's because I keep getting more property and having more passive income. And it does make your life easier because, you know, it makes me more relaxed every time I get a property because I'm like, great, my passive income is going up again. Awesome. What's better than that? Fantastic. Now I can do with my time what I love, which is educate others to become financially free too. Exactly. So the thing is, like, whether you've got naysayers, whether you've got haters, whether you've got bullies. In your and life, everyone does. You're not alone. But even if you don't, <laughs> even if you don't, right? Yeah. And I know 2020 has been a hard year. Oh, yeah. Right? 2020. But it hasn't ended yet. It's not over till it's over. <laughs> That's right? right. Seriously hasn't ended. And I really think, you know, what you should do is do something your future self will thank you for. Absolutely. And I'm not suggesting telling your boss where to go at all. <laughs> don't um, quit your job just yet. No, no, because really. <laughs> Let's get a few passive investments under your belt first. Yeah, then you have that luxury. But until you're set up and have that luxury, it's just not going to be possible. You need to be realistic as well when it comes to, you know, your timelines of how many properties you want to get over how many years and when you will actually be in a position to be able to tell your boss to go get stuff. So if you earn 150000 plus salary minus taxes, would you say to just invest in your freedom or start a business? Okay, great question. So that's a really good question because, Business is one topic that I'm really good at. Yeah. <laughs> and property is something I'm amazing at. So the deal is a lot of people get caught up and what they do is, and I'm going to give you some principles that are very important here awesome. that have served me well, you know, because I've got mentors. I've spent over $250,000 on mentors. So mm. I'm going to impart this knowledge to you as well. And basically, if you're earning $150,000 salary plus, minus taxes, you're in a high tax bracket. And you can practically use that to fuel your property empire, right? Yeah. And what I would do is I would fuel my property empire using my taxes and just Absolutely. convert my tax to property every year. Because, you know, with 150000 a year, you've got no stress because you're working. You know, obviously you've got a bit of stress, but it's not like owning a business. Yeah. And you can just divert that into property while you do what you do best. And once you've got five properties... So five properties is going to give you around about, I'm going to calculate it now. It's around actually. about 100,000 passive. Uh, about yeah. about 100,000 passive. I'm going to do the yeah. calculations just to make we'll, sure. We'll work it out though so we can tell you exactly. Yeah. I'm so just going from memory. <laughs> times 0.05. 
125,000. 125. I was close. Yeah. close. You know your stuff. You really know your stuff. You know your stuff. So, you know, if you've got five properties, you're going to end up with $125,000 salary. Now, yeah. if you're going to start your own business, don't quit your job because what you need to do is get that business working yeah, yeah. and earning your income. And when your business starts making you more than your job, then you can say goodbye to your boss. Because there's one thing you really need if you're thinking about starting a business, and that is cash flow. You do. And you can get that from investments, obviously. Well, the thing property. is, I mean, seriously, when I started Positive Property, I had all the money coming from, from um, our properties. Yeah, properties. And that came in handy because mm. you don't make money when you first start. Yeah. So and if I didn't have that, it would have been very challenging. Absolutely. And so I, I really think there's, there's three types of investments you can make. Number one is yourself. Yeah. Number two is property. Mm-hmm. Number three is business. Yeah. And I really think business is there. And I think it's important. But I really think you get the fundamentals right first. I think it should come third as a third priority. Totally third priority. And the reason being is, one, also, property should become second, not first. Absolutely. Right? You the always is- invest in yourself and your own education first. And once you do that, then you're going to understand, you know, how to make the second decision about investing in property and how to do that and then obviously once you've done that how to do business but until you've got a portfolio set up you know uh, and I see a lot of business owners the only time they sort of even venture into setting up their own business is once they've got five to ten passive properties as a safety net yeah and look every business is different so it all depends but really, these days, it's so much easier starting a business. You can start a business part-time, mm. online, while you're still working, ticking away, doing that. But the real safety net is, one, is having the property portfolio. Absolutely. Because the property portfolio is going to serve you no matter what your business does. Yeah, it doesn't now, matter if you make money one week in your business or lose money. Your properties are still going to be consistently doing what they're but doing. But if you have property first and then you invest in business, then you're going to have the backup. Mm. And you're going to be able to enjoy the process instead of getting stressed out. Yeah. And if you enjoy it and love what you do, you're going to be very successful at business. Absolutely. Because when you're not worried about money or business, that is a game changer. Yeah. And that's why we built positive properties so big because we didn't have to worry about that, right? Mm. Uh, it's kind of the enemy, like the enemy of great is the good. Yes, it is. Mm. And um, someone said, so many people want to start a business before they invest, or do you recommend that? I know the answer. Ha ha. Yes. Well, <laughs> there you go. You know the answer. And look, my rules are, are the core principles. It uh, doesn't mean that yeah. you can't some, some, be flexible. Yeah. Sometimes you've got to be flexible. But it's about keeping you safe at the end of the day. And the best way to keep you safe is to make sure you've got a safety net. And what better way to do that than to have a property portfolio giving you a passive income there's no safer way to have a safety net exactly and the thing is i mean what's been happening now is pretty crazy in australia and you know we're going to have some such a big surplus of money in january coming in now the vaccine's been released in in england today oh okay juicy juicy this just in (laughs) so the vaccine's out so whether you like vaccines or don't like them it's out (laughs) <laughs> the vaccine is out. So it's been approved. It's been through like 10 years of testing in like two months. <laughs> yep, exactly. They fast-tracked it. Okay. <laughs> no, apparently six people died, but they didn't die from the vaccine. They died from other reasons. Oh, okay. Because when you get a certain amount of people doing something. Yeah, you know there's I mean? going to be variables. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. look, I've, you know, personally, I think at the end of the day, the science is never 100% out because mm. you keep learning as you go along. Oh, yeah. You know, because, I mean, It'll get better and I evolve. Mean, doctors used to say smoking is good for you. 
I know. Like, have you seen those ads? I think you posted it this week, George, where like there's a pregnant woman and they're like trying to market cigarettes to pregnant women and they're saying like, oh, yeah, um, good for why you're pregnant, blah, 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 tobacco. And I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) They like were targeting pregnant women back in the day. What was that back in like the 50s? Exactly, exactly. The thing is... (laughs) Hilarious. Oh, what about those little um, candies for kids that were like a cigarette box? Do you remember fags. those? They were called fags. I and, loved them. I and loved they were them. like must sticks, yeah. I, I love I, those I too. To like, I, to like, I love them because I used to get them and go... Shh, shh, yeah, I think every kid used to pretend to smoke. but um... Well, look, of course, because it's taboo. You're not allowed to. So you want to do There's it. There's no as way an in hell that those companies would be allowed to sell those anymore. Well, starting starting them early, what a great idea. <laughs> now they've got the new ones. You know? Get them addicted early. Yep, that's what they're called. They're called fags. And these days you can't really call cigarettes no. fags anymore. <laughs> they even recently, I read, they changed the name of um, Redskins to yes. something else because to... they wanted it to be PC. Yeah. Well, funny enough, I mean, talking about fags, I've got an interesting story. When I was back in the night. Where is this going? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to talk about fags. Okay. So I, what happened was, basically what happened was, I went to America to do my uh, hypnotherapy course, neuro linguistic programming. Yeah. And there was a bunch of Australians, English people, and Americans. Yeah. And I was hanging out with the Australians. And the Australians are like, we've got a break. And this guy goes, look, I'm going to go outside and suck on a fag before our, during our break. <laughs> now, unfortunately... Fag was a very different word over there compared yeah, to here. Because yeah. he's talking about a cigarette, but they were talking about gapers. Yeah, I, I got right. that. I think the audience got that, George. <laughs> so there would have been a bit of shock factor there when he said that. Did it, they sort of look at him a bit weird or did they question what they, he was going on laughed, his break to they, do? They laughed their ass off and I explained to them what a fag is. <laughs> yeah. A fag is actually a bit, a bit of paper with tobacco in it, not Yeah, a it's person. a cigarette, basically, <laughs> right? yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And the thing is, um, but it was hilarious. And also, I mean, the different word they had then was they, with them, thongs is actually a G-string. It's a G-banger, yes. yeah. I think everyone knows that. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Unless you've been living under a rock. <laughs> yeah. But look, I must say, but that's what happened in America. It's quite funny. But We've got a lot of slang here in Australia that well, every um, country, doesn't quite translate. <laughs> every country's got its own slang. Of course. But yeah. um, what I find about America is when you've got an Australian accent, it makes you very popular. What were we talking about? We've just gone off on a tangent We're now. talking about fags. <laughs> okay. Now, look, we're politically correct. We're not going to be talking about fags as in I, I meant before we went off on a tangent, what were we talking about? We're talking about the vaccine coming Oh, out. that's right. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, vaccine. So, so how is that going to affect people? The vaccine is going to open commerce. So what I was saying is whether you like it or don't like it, yep. doesn't matter. It is going to change things. And it's going to improve things okay. economically mm-hmm. because, you know, because a lot of people are saying, well, you know, there's, there's not a lot of people dying from it and other people Isn't like Qantas introducing like no jab, no fly? It's a bit like back in the day when you're at school, no hat, no play. Yeah. It's going to be no jab, no fly. Yeah. Not no hat, no play. No, <laughs> a few women that are a bit like that too. <laughs> now, basically, Qantas said, Mind out the gutter, George. Sorry, Seriously. Okay. Basically, Qantas um, have said they're going to have mandatory vaccinations. Now, I'm all for mandatory vacation, vacations for everyone, but maybe not, <laughs> not vaccinations. I personally think that we should have the option and we need to look at the science and be educated and make an educated decision. Right? Yeah. So I'm not per se against them or for them. I'm still, I'd rather not get one if I don't have to. If I had to get one and I was, wanted to go overseas, I probably would. 
But, you know, the flu, that was back in the 1930s when they discovered the first uh, flu vaccine. I'm just is- questioning, like, how can they do, like, condense 10 years of testing and research into, like, a couple of months? Like, Well, the reason being is, one, the science is better now. Right. And yeah. it's different. That makes sense. Because, I mean, yeah. look, I mean, the flu, 90 years, they still haven't got it right. Yeah, but I know, and the, the common cold still but you look exists at, But you look at well. the smallpox, though, that worked really well. That worked really well, the smallpox vaccine. Yeah. So some have worked well, some haven't. And this is the deal. This is what I think. Just like everything else, there's some vaccines that work mm. better than other vaccines, mm-hmm. right? And some are actually quite good and some are quite bad. Yeah, it's, just it's like, never like black and white. It's not black yeah. and white, just yeah. like with um, drugs. You know? you know, you look at pharmaceuticals, some pharmaceuticals work, like uh, metformin works really well. It's amazing. Then you've got other pharmaceuticals that actually cause more harm than good. Mm. And the problem is when you've got people on both sides, black or white, saying all pharmaceuticals are bad, all vaccines are good, all vaccines are bad. Yeah. There's no all thing. It's a bit of both. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the thing is, what we have to understand is the pharmaceutical companies, they're driven by profit, Right. So they're not going to come out with... They want the dollar-dollar bills, y'all. They do, they do. <laughs> now, they're not going to come out and create a, a vaccine or a chemical that's just going to kill you for the sake of it, right? No. However, they may cut... That's a not few... good for business. No. That's not a good business model. No, but they may cut a few corners. Right. And maybe, okay. some, of their, maybe some of their studies and their clinical research are not right. Because a, a, a good friend of mine, the doctor, uh, Dr. Wilcourt, who used to be in Australia... He actually wrote a book about the pharmaceutical companies. Where is he now? America? He went to America because he couldn't handle Australia. He didn't like what they were doing here. Right. And basically, I mean, what what he was saying, he was saying that um, what happens with pharmaceutical companies is they'll mm. do a study, and if it's negative, they don't publish. Of course. They cherry pick. Right. Yeah. And if it's yeah. positive, mm-hmm. they'll publish. And a lot of times, placebo works so much better than the actual chemical. And, yeah. you know, I always think of creating a new company called Placebo, right? And it's just little pills. It's a Pez dispenser. Yep. And basically, <laughs> Full of sugar. And basically, you can just look at the back and go, for headache, take one, period pain, take two, uh, free for this much, or just whatever, or just different colours, right? And yeah. they find um, the placebo effect is actually very, very powerful. It's one of the most powerful drugs we can think of, which is our mind. Our mind is so powerful. Mind matter, yeah. Exactly, which is pretty amazing when you think about it. So, you know, so when a placebo outdoes a lot of pharmaceutical companies, does a lot of better job. How can you get a conclusive yes. evidence of what works and what doesn't? Yeah. Okay. So the purpose of the virus was asympathetic contagion. They knew how docile nature would shut down, save the old and pre-existing. Yes. Well, the funny thing is, I mean, one of the side effects of COVID is having no side effects. So I, I just, <laughs> and if you look at the side effects of the vaccine, they're a lot worse than that. So, Jesus. one, I'd rather avoid getting COVID, and I really think it's a great idea for everyone to avoid it. Two, I'd like to avoid the vaccine as well, and all of it, <laughs> full stop. Yeah, you know? yeah. But we don't know if we can or can't do that. It doesn't matter what. That's right. But the point is, the vaccine is going to have a massive impact on the economy. Yeah, how's it going to impact the economy? Like, what are your predictions for, like, how it's going to impact the property market here in Australia? What's going to happen? Okay, so... London's been shut down for a while. It's been going up and down. And what's going to happen mm. now that we've got a vaccine, now people will be able to go out in public and do more things and, and communicate, and it's going to accelerate the comeback, the bounce back. 
Cool. Right. So what happens after an economic crisis? There's always a massive bounce back afterwards. Nice. Yeah. And, you know, I think um, we're going to have the biggest bounce back we've ever had. And part of the reason is because of free money. Free money. Do tell. What is this free money? <laughs> Off topic, this is George spoke weed. <laughs> 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 no, no. I look. I tried it in high school, but I did not inhale. <laughs> now, look, I, I, I do take CBD oil, right? But I do not like the idea of getting stoned. Right. I've tried it before. Yes, I admit it. But it's just not my thing. Mm-hmm. It's not my thing at all. So, no. But, um, you know, some people think that I smoke weed because I'm very open-minded and I, um, you know, talk about lots of different different stuff. Yeah. No. So, so London and the free money. Yeah, so free money. Let's talk about free money. Why is there free money? It's all about the interest rate with the lowest interest rate oh, we've ever had. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And okay. really, when interest rate is lower than inflation, that equals free money. Woo-hoo. Now, I don't know if you notice what's happened to Bitcoin lately. It's, Bang! It's gone it's up gone to up. the roof, right? So uh, it's gone it's gone full on. And that's part of the whole thing of people just bouncing back with different things. Right. And normally what happens is when the stock market goes down, Bitcoin, um, gold, gold property, property bounces up. Go up, yeah. Exactly. It's counter-cyclical. Yeah, counter-cyclical, that's right. Mm. So really, I think at the end of the day, you know, we started this topic talking about bullies and we've gone through <laughs> talking about bags and then talking about we're gonna We're going to do full circle, guys. Yes. But the free money, I mean, low interest rates, it's amazing at the moment to obviously yes. get a loan at a super low interest rate they're, um, they're giving money away and if you're not taking it that's just stupid jump on that bandwagon you know, while you can you'll look back towards now and go wow free money why was i taking it now so i was what, an idiot <laughs> so what i like to do guys is i like to open the floor if anyone's got any questions about property or about anything if you want to talk about it ask the questions now because we're mm. sort of winding down about to the summary but um seriously if you want to ask any questions do it was what an interesting thing was um, last night I actually had um, our board meeting for the Blind Sport Foundation. Okay, yeah. And what we do is we raise money for people that are visually impaired and help them play sport. Yes. And um, we ended up having having a meeting and we're talking about a few different ways of doing things. And, you know, I was thinking of um, starting a group and actually... What group were you thinking of starting? Okay, um, a, a group to um, help those people. All right, what about the pingers? I'm sorry. <laughs> I knew oh. it was going to be another drug question. <laughs> oh, look, look. At the end of the day, look, Perth. I'm not really. I mean, I don't hardly even drink alcohol. Mm. You know what I mean? So. No <laughs> alert. <laughs> I did drink alcohol this weekend because Blinda came down and visited us, and we. <laughs> finalized my birthday celebrations <laughs> till next year so i've been drinking you know, friday night saturday night sunday and also tuesday night so quite yeah. a bit right so no pingers no no <laughs> i love this it's hilarious <laughs> you know every question is like what drugs do you take to take this <laughs> that's very funny so yeah so guys um i'm gonna open up the questions except if you ask me if i'm taking any drugs <laughs> off topic <laughs> yeah and i'm gonna go through the summary while i go through the summary please uh, let me know if there's anything else you'd like to know about what's happened. But really, what we spoke about is bullies. Mm, Absolutely. And how to tell your boss to get stuffed 
because um, the best way to do that is through massive success and actually getting a passive income. Yes, and at the end of the day, there's different reasons why people want to create a passive income, right? Mm. You know, do want what? Why? What's the question? What's your why? Do you do? Are you doing it because you want a better lifestyle? Are you doing it because you want to get rid of your boss? Are you doing yeah. it because you want to go back to your school reunion in a helicopter like Anthony Robbins did, mm. right? And you know, prove how cool you are. Are you doing it so you can have awesome holidays? Are you doing it to have a better family life? Are you doing it because you want to start a passion project and do that, right? Now, what I was saying is how to buy property under market value. This is a, a good market. topic. Yeah, this is a good question. Very good topic. And I want to go through that topic. Before I go through that topic, what I want to do is mention 2020 is not, all, not over yet, mm. right? And 2020, if you want to make 2021 the best year you, you can ever have, what I'm doing is one final feed through property challenge next month this month actually <laughs> what's the date again yeah this month so if you want to get involved if you want to find out more details just just comment not over not over not over till it's not over if you want to have more details because i'd love you to join me live um during our little christmas break and i'm going to be teaching you property now why would you want to learn property and invest in yourself during the christmas break i'll tell you why because mm-hmm. it's not going to be that long right it's only going to allow it 20 minutes to half an hour a day yeah. And you're going to do it with me personally in a special group. And not only that, at least 2021, you're going to have a plan for the rest of your life and it's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all about creating that million yeah. dollar property game plan so you can tell your boss to get stuffed, really. Yep. <laughs> living the dream. Yep. You're going to be living the dream. You know, a lot of people say, look, if I won the lottery, I'm telling my boss where to go. <laughs> right? Absolutely. And I don't blame them. So how to buy a property on the market value in hot market. Great question. And the short answer of it is you can't. Mm. The market's the market. Absolutely. It's actually the opposite. You usually pay a little bit more to get the property because people are outbidding you because there's no property available there. Yeah. So the market's the market. So what is a property worth? A property is only worth what people are willing to pay for. Absolutely. Now, if people are willing to pay, let's say, for example, you're you're looking at a property Mm. and they want $400,000 for it. Now, there's a thing called vendor discount. Right. Now, yes. vendor is a person selling the property. Yeah. And the discount is how much discount they do. It's called average vendor discount usually, yes. yeah. Yes. And what I do is I go through nearly 16,000 suburbs and I look at the average vendor discount. Yeah. And then I rate them from the lowest vendor discount yep. to the highest. Mm-hmm. And some vendor discounts actually negative. Right. So what happens is they put it up 400, but they sell it for 410. Yeah. Because it's so popular. And they're the areas you want right? to be buying in. Now, now on the bottom of that list, they're putting up for 500 and they're selling for 250 right? You don't want to buy in those areas. Yes, exactly, exactly. Mm. So, so you want to avoid areas where they're giving a discount because they're giving a discount because no one wants to buy a property. Yes, and the problem is it's not on the market value. It's the market. It's the market. It's so what people are willing get a, to pay in so that area. if you're getting a massive discount yeah. on a property, you're not getting a discount on the property. You're just paying the market value. Yeah. And That's just how much it's worth. And if you're paying more than the vendor, what they're asking for, you're still paying the market value. But also, why would you want to buy a property that's worth, you know, 10 or whatever, how much less than, um, you know, what it should be worth? Because if you get the discount, then your property is automatically worth less. So you're losing that money for yourself. 
Because yeah. you're going to be the owner of that property. Exactly. So really, at the end of the day, I, I think what you've got to focus on is the core fundamentals. And the Absolutely. fundamentals are, it's not the discount that's important. It's the quality of the property. And is it in the top 100? Absolutely. And that's where you make your money. You make your money when you buy. And you don't make money when you're getting a discount. Mm. Actually, you could be losing a lot. Because yeah. I know where you're getting a discount is where there's too much supply and not enough demand. Mm. And because of that, those properties are likely to go down in value quite a bit. Yeah. But the properties are going up in value. That's different. That's right. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I, I thought maybe contracts of agents offering better terms. Yes. Look, there is different ways you can do that. And yes, you can. So what happens is, for example, a lot of times if you're buying a secondhand property, Mm-hmm. It's easier with second-hand property than new property. Yeah, but it's not easy. You can't do it in a hot market or a, or a really good suburb. Yeah, that's the problem. But what happens possible. is some vendors are not interested in the actual price, but more interested in the terms. Yeah. So there's more than price when it comes into terms, mm-hmm. and sometimes if you give a clean contract without any other, any other clauses, you can actually get it through. So it's a bit more complicated. It's not black or white, mm. but you know that's a little bit too complicated to explain tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Um, you can always buy off market and eliminate your competition. Yes, exactly. And, you know, buying off market is brilliant. Heidi, thank you for that comment. It's true. Yeah. And I like to buy off market. A lot of the property that's, in, you know, I call realestate.com and domain real estate porn. <laughs> and by the time it gets on there, it's, it's too late. It's too late. Market's flooded. And yeah. I really want to get property before it's there. Mm, absolutely. And I'll answer one more question and then that's it. Yeah. Are you recommending fixed or variable loans considering how low the current interest rate is? Look, yeah. I've always advocated variable for the last, I've been saying this for 20 years straight. Yeah. And I'll tell you why. 20 years ago, I had this question and I was wondering what to do. Mm-hmm. And what I did is I went through the history and compared all the variable to the fixed rates. Yeah. And what I discovered was nine times out of 10, if you chose variable, you'd be ahead. You'd be winning, yeah. So I'm not a gambling man, but if I was a gambling man, I would uh, gamble on variable because mm. the banks actually put in their predictions when it comes to fixed. Of course they do. And they want to talk you into doing the opposite yeah. because they want to make more money from you. So, so even though our interest rates are low, we're still high compared to other countries yeah. where they've got negative we are, interest rates. believe it or not. So therefore, I just will not fix at the moment because variable is so cheap. Yeah. And I need the flexibility because I'm building my portfolio every six months. I'm going to redraw, redo things, change refinance, things, move, move finance. buy more properties. Right. Yeah, have that uh, flexibility is great. Yep. So now I'm going to go for the summary finally. Awesome. Okay. Okay. Summary so time. This is summary time. What you've heard about today is we talked about bullies, haters, and negative Nancy's. And what I've talked about is you can ignore those people. And part of the reason people invest in property mm. is to get passive income and say, goodbye to their boss, to say no to the negative Nancys and tell the haters where to F off. <laughs> we also spoke about those little lollies called fags. And- <laughs> that was a tangent we went on, but that's okay. Yeah. And we talked a bit about vaccines, um, how it's going to stimulate the economy, how it's going to translate to property in Australia. And we spoke about how you're not going to get a real bargain in a hot market, in a hot yeah, area, there's no such but you're not thing. trying to do that. Because you're only paying a market price no matter what it is. That's right. And that's what you've got to get your head around. It's a market price and that's all it is. Absolutely. But saying that, you still need to be smart about things and do things properly. Do due diligence. So you can can avoid overpaying. Mm. That's what we want to do. 
And I'm yeah. very good at that. And there's a lot of stuff that you've got to do to avoid overpaying. Yeah. But trying to underpay is impossible, but you can avoid overpaying. So guys, thanks for joining us uh, tonight. And look, no, and also to the answer, I don't smoke weed. Or take, <laughs> or take pingers. Um, thank you very much for joining us. And look, um, I think our next one's going to be our Christmas special. Christmas special. So Get what excited. What, so guys, next Wednesday, please go into the group. There's a little link so you can actually add yourself to the calendar so you can join us every Wednesday. And you so, know what? I've got a special surprise. I think we might even be singing some Christmas songs. Yes, but I'm, oh. going, to, I'm going to be giving away some presents. Oh, really? Yes, I'm going to be wearing a Santa That's hat. That's awesome. And giving away presents because I love Christmas. Christmas so, has come early, guys. So, guys, remember, <laughs> if you want to talk, if you want to know about the challenge, please type in the chat, not over. And join us next Wednesday when I'm giving away some prizes and some, and some gifts for Christmas and spread some Christmas cheer. Thank you so awesome. much. Enjoy your week. See you later, guys. Thank you for listening. I'm grateful for all our listeners around the world. If you found this podcast valuable, please share with someone that might find this useful and please join our tribe of purpose-driven investors, increasing income and impact in our Facebook group, Positive Property. Please note, we have a multi-million dollar property portfolio and a passive income. I've become incredibly successful at investing in property. The fact of it is, however, many people may find investing in property challenging. It's not easy. It takes a lot of hard work. However, becoming educated to make an informed decision and having the right advisors gives you the tools you need to succeed. The most important part of this formula, however, is to actually take action and apply that knowledge. It is important to understand that information I share is of a general nature only and is not taking into account your unique circumstances. If you're considering investing in any asset class, you need to seek the advice of an independent professional advisor will be able to look at your specific situation. Be sure your advisors actually achieve the kind of results you're seeking. Many won't have, so beware. We've taken great care putting those educational resources together. We'd be surprised if you didn't find any errors or omissions. If you do, our legal team says we have to say we're not responsible for those. In fact, as with all things, even your success, we're not responsible. That responsibility always has and always will come down to you and the actions you take. We're passionate about supporting you in that process and helping you increase your ability to create wealth, live the life you desire, provide all the things you dream of for you and your family.